Hello, friends. Welcome to Story Behind Podcast. This is the show for people who love hearing a good story and who believe the world could use more positivity. We're the team behind God Updates and God Too, and we hope these weekly short stories will brighten your day. Son's first words after 244 days brain dead were, I love you, Mom, and you've got to see him now. Written by Mel Johnson. Read by Alyssa Forsberg. There's no question Drew Kahn is a modern-day miracle. Following an awful motorcycle accident, doctors declared him brain dead, reeling off a long list of things he'd never do again. But Drew's family held onto their faith, and each day, this young man is defying all of the doctor's expectations. Just days before Drew Kahn's 23rd birthday, he was hit by a car as he rode on his motorcycle. The impact was so intense, it actually knocked off Drew's helmet and shoe. It's the kind of incident where no one is expected to survive. But Drew's near-fatal motorcycle accident was merely the start to an incredibly inspiring modern-day miracle story. Drew suffered many serious injuries, only some of which include a traumatic brain injury, two punctured lungs, a broken shoulder, and a crushed pelvis. Doctors had zero hope for any kind of recovery. He was declared brain dead, said his mother, Yolanda Osborne Khan. He looked like death, smelled like death, and responded like death. For 244 days, Drew Khan lay in a coma, unable to do even the smallest task. Doctors said that even if by some miracle he awoke, he'd never walk or talk again. We were told, if he woke up, that we should not expect any participation in the world as we know it, Yolanda explained. But Drew's mother refused to believe it. Each day was a battle, and she leaned on her faith to get through it. For eight months, Yolanda prayed, not just for her son's survival, but his healing too. Lots of other people prayed too. And all that prayer culminated into a modern-day miracle when Drew Khan finally woke up. Your prayers count, she says. That's what I want people to know is that my family is so grateful. Even after Drew woke up, he couldn't speak right away. He went home to recover, and one day, his mom asked him how he was doing, just like she did every day. But this time, he stunned her by replying. Mom, I'm okay, he said, followed by... I love you, Mom. It was a huge moment and one the doctors didn't even think would happen. And it's just one of the many incredible accomplishments in this modern-day miracle story. Yolanda Osborne Khan wasn't the only one relying on God through her son's recovery. Drew turned to his Heavenly Father for strength, too. One emotional point was he asked me where's my Bible. He said, I want to read Psalm 100, Drew's mom recalled. I gave it to him and he started reading, and when he read Psalm 57, he was crying and I was crying. It was just so powerful. Like you can't say his mind is not there. Not only did he ask to read a certain scripture, but there when you're saying, the Lord is my refuge, who will I run to, who is my strong tower? 
Drukon kept fighting day after day. He remained persistent in his rehab and therapy, pushing the boundaries, and he continued to recover in ways his doctors never thought possible. He's not supposed to be able to be a thinking person, Yolanda explains. He's not supposed to be able to count money, fill up the gas tank, go to the refrigerator, and microwave his own food. But Drew Khan, a modern-day miracle, can do all of these things, all because of God and the unwavering faith of his mother. This is not beating the odds. This is Drew's faith walk, Yolanda says. He has a story to tell. He has a testimony. So he's a walking testimony. And after all Drew has been through, this inspirational overcomer wants to share his story as a way of encouraging others. My story represents never giving up hope, he says. All things are possible when God is in it. I just would love to tell others to never give up. In such uncertain times, this is just the message we all need to hear. And Drew Khan is proof that God still performs miracles today. Hey listeners, I want to ask you a question. Do you feel like your prayer life is stagnant or stale? Do you desire to make prayer a part of your everyday life? If you answered yes to either of those questions, then we've got a podcast for you. It's called Teach Us to Pray. The Teach Us to Pray podcast, hosted by Christina Patterson, walks you through simple, effective steps to grow the spiritual discipline of prayer in your life. When we grow in prayer, we grow closer to God. You can find the Teach Us to Pray podcast at lifeaudio.com or in your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Candace Cameron Burr on why she was so mad about backlash on Picture with Husband. Written by Mel Johnson. Read by Alyssa Forsberg. After a Candace Cameron Burr picture with husband Valerie Burr generated some backlash, the Christian celebrity opens up about why it made her so angry. Candace Cameron Burr is a well-known Christian celebrity, and she's no stranger to controversy. Usually, though, the 44-year-old actress is defending her faith. Candace Cameron Burr's Christian beliefs and lifestyle often draw criticism and ridicule from Hollywood. So, when an uproar arose over a photo taken of Candace and her husband, it came as a shock to her. In 2020, Candace Cameron Burr and her husband, former NFL hockey player Valerie Burr, celebrated 24 years of marriage. The spark between these two is very much alive, and that's something of which Candace is very proud. I've been married for 24 years, she explained. I'm a Christian, my husband's a Christian, and I'm really proud that we've managed to stay married for 24 years. And the fact that we have fun and we flirt together, this is part of what makes our marriage work. This is something to be celebrated as a Christian. So, when a picture Candace Cameron Burr described as fun and flirty drew ire, mostly from other Christians, it upset her. The now infamous photo came about after the Christian celebrity had lunch with her husband and their 20-year-old son, Lev. Given the beautiful weather, the couple decided to pose for some photos. 
In the last picture, Candace Cameron's husband draped his arm over her shoulder with his hand grasping her breast. I said, oh my gosh, this is so funny, can I please post this, she explained. To Candace, the picture was all in good fun, but the image ended up receiving a good amount of backlash she never saw coming. Many of the messages Candace Cameron Burr received in response to her picture on Instagram were positive, but a good handful from Christian fans blasted her, calling the image inappropriate. I have over four and a half million followers on Instagram, so when I say a good handful, I'm not talking about 10, Candace explained in a podcast interview. Usually, Candace ignores any negative comments she receives, but the uproar from some of her Christian fans who felt the couple should have kept the moment private really bothered the Fuller House star. Candace Cameron Burr went on to explain why the backlash over the picture impacted her so deeply. As a Christian, Candace waited until marriage to have sex. And while God's entire design is for sex to be enjoyed within a marriage, Candace admits she struggled with feelings of shame when it came to the topic of sexuality. I've lived in such a fear of, oh my gosh, I'm not supposed to be a sexual person because I have to save myself. God is going to think negatively of me if I'm having sex or doing things or fooling around, she said. There was such a shame culture on it that when I got married, I was like, I don't know how to adjust my brain. For the first few years of Candace Cameron Burr's marriage to Valerie Burr, she struggled to enjoy sex without guilt. And she says it took her years to understand and work through her feelings of shame and even longer to fully embrace God's gift of sex in marriage. Candace Cameron Burr understands why the picture of her and her husband made some Christians uncomfortable, but she says she's not backing down from celebrating sex within marriage. Sex is the blessing of marriage, she said. If we are to promise ourselves for one another and preach saving yourself for marriage, then sex needs to be celebrated within marriage. It's not to be shameful. Drink water out of your own cistern, running water out of your own well. Should your springs overflow in the streets, streams of water in the public squares, let them be for yourself alone, not for strangers with you. Let your spring be blessed. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. Proverbs 5, 15 through 18. Thank you so much for listening to Story Behind Podcast. We're really glad you joined us for this week's story. To see photos and videos that may have been referenced in this episode, check out the links in the show notes. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast and please tell a friend about us. We'd also love it if you'd rate us and leave us a review. It really does help more people find us. This episode was produced and edited by Stacy Marshall. Story Behind is a Salem Web Network production. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.